Hey guys, I'm Ruby. What's going on, guys? This is Alec here. And this is Rockaholics. So, Rubes, I it's been a it's been another minute. What's been going on with you? Oh, uh, dude, just literally playing catch up with school, and uh, there's just so much homework, so many essays to write. I feel like I'm never done. That does that does sound like school, doesn't it? Oh my god, I'm sick of it. I'm ready to just be successful. You know, I'm ready to graduate. I'm ready to move on. Not from podcasting, but definitely moving on, you know? Yeah. I feel like 2021 just fucked us all up a little bit, and I'm ready to make this this year my bitch. This year has already been my bitch. I already read 12 books. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I feel like with college especially, college can be very slow because, unfortunately, you had to be able to pay for college, which means you also have to work, which means you might not graduate in the amount of years that you were meeting to. Yeah, that's another thing, too, is that I accidentally failed one of my classes. So but that wasn't my fault. I had COVID, you know, this was what last year. And so that kind of pushed back my shit. And so now it's just like, I don't even know when I'm graduating anymore. I'm just kind of winging it now. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Well, you got to do what you got to do at the pace you got to do it at. Exactly. Hey, Alec, have you ever tried Liquid Death? Uh, that's that water company, right? Yeah, so it's it's the can of water or sparkling water that looks like a beer. Ooh, we love beer over here in Wisconsin. Yeah, so no, so I saw it at the gas station by my house after I picked up my kiddo from school, and I remembered, I remember that they had it at a pop punk festival that I went to last July, and I totally fucking love their slogan. It's uh, "Murder Your Thirst," and. They even have like all these different, I know, right? They even have, Alec is laughing. You guys can't see it, but he's that laughing. Is, that is so rock and roll in itself. Dude, listen to these that flavors, is, okay? That's punk as hell. Holy shit. Mango chainsaw, severed lime, and bury it alive. Those, like looking at the names alone made me so happy. So I just had to buy some. I'm still trying to go over the names. Is this supposed to be like a like water for sadists or like, what, like what's going on here? I think it's just <laughs> people that really just want to murder their thirst. I mean, mango chainsaw, severed lime, and bury it alive. And it's buried like fruit berries, not berry berry, like bury me. Yeah, I got it. Wow. I'm so I'm so recovering from those names. <laughs> those I'm telling names. you, the names alone were like hell yeah. That's amazing. Wow, I'm gonna have to try that. We're all about beer in Wisconsin, so uh, Wisconsin. I might uh, I might have to give that a shot. Do it, yeah. They're they're pretty good. I mean, if you like sparkling water, if not, they still have the still water, which which I was reading is afterwards. I came home and I was looking at their website, and I just I learned that it's slightly less carbonated than beer, which which means less carbonic acid is formed, which means that you'll still have those pretty amazing burps to impress those around you. Fuck yeah, that's what we're all lo- always looking for is a little bit of a uh, burp juice. I know, every time I burp, you're always like, weak, that was weak. <laughs> Why is that? So That's a meme at this point. True. <laughs> that's, re- <laughs> that's really clever. I like that. I'll have to check that out for sure. Oh, 110%. So you said you read 12 books? I did. That's awesome. Like 12 full books. I'm working on my second audio book. Well, I'm reading a lot of books too for uh, Stay Curious with Elk, the podcast I'm launching soon. Yeah, I think that a lot of the times it's just for me when we're researching, it's just reading so many articles. And a lot of the people that we are doing 
these episodes on, thankfully, some of them have autobiographies out. There are biographies out there. I mean, you know, there's there's one on Kurt Cobain that I really, really want to read. I had bought it as a gift for someone else and for someone else. And now I'm like, no, nah, I need to buy that shit for me. This this book looks really good. And they've enjoyed it so far as well. Well, I mean, that sounds awesome. I might have to give that a what's it called? By the way, just so you know, your little cat daddy nickname for me is catching on. That's hilarious. It was called Heavier Than Heaven, and it's thirteen twenty three on Amazon. Ooh. And from what I've been told, I think it's like kind of his diary. And like you can kind of see like when he got addicted to heroin and like all of these things. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. My moving date. Oh, are you going to L.A.? Yeah. Congratulations. Within the next three months. Well, congratulations, Alec. This is super exciting for you. I am terrified. <laughs> it's, I would be terrified for you too, because, you know, it's, it's different, oh, you man. know, but I mean, I get to go to Cali to visit. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. You have to come visit because I'm going to be honest. I've heard so many terrible things about LA and so many magnificent things about LA that I'm just like, I hope it's just magnificent. <laughs> it's trying to prepare for the terrible. That's what gets, that's, that's what kind of scares me. You're going to do great. You're going to do super fantastic. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Have we told them about what's happening there? Yeah. We, we said the last um, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're, you're right. We did. I forgot about that. That's right. Within the next three months at the earliest, within six months at the latest, but it's happening. Wow. Well, right now it's all about trying to figure out dates for the projects and when they want to launch it mm-hmm. and trying to get orders in so I can do the voices for what I need to do. And it's all about setting up the time. So I'm not just there kind of jerking off the end for a couple of months before I, uh, I actually start work. Nothing wrong with jerking off. No, that's for a later episode though. <laughs> or a secret <laughs> episode. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Are, Are they, they lovers? Are they not? Find out next time. Find out on the next episode of Rockaholics. I mean, I, I think I know one way you're going to prepare for this move. Well, tell oh. me. I'm, I, I need to know. A lot of Black Rifle coffee. Yeah, a lot of Black Rifle coffee. Honestly, this it's it's keeping me awake. It's keeping me alive. It's telling me able to get so much done. How do you think I've been able to read so many books? Dude, this morning. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. This morning, <laughs> I was like reaching for my coffee, right? For the grounds to like put them in the, to put them in the coffee maker. And I'm like low, like super low. I can't even make a full pot. And so I'm like, what do I do? And then I remembered that Black Rifle has the little instant coffee. So I went into my pantry and I pulled out the box that I have because I've been I've just been using their ground coffee lately. I haven't been using the instant. And it's so, so, so good. Their instant coffee. My mom has been drinking Folgers for years and their instant coffee. She loves their instant coffee. I'm telling Mm. you this this coffee literally wakes my 65 year old mom up like there is no tomorrow this is the thing that gets her off her ass so black rifle coffee thank y'all so much you know how i like my coffee in the morning hot i'm gonna pretend you didn't say that (laughs) i like my coffee (laughs) (laughs) 
I like a hot cup of black coffee with just a little bit of honey. And speaking of honey, I want to give a shout out to one of my favorites, Discount Online Free Chrome Extensions Honey. If you guys have not tried this yet, I have been saving so much money on Amazon purchases. It's saving, it's saving me a bank account, that's for sure. Well, there you so go. Don't if need you it guys, on the move. If, yeah, if y'all want to save some money and do it for free, by the way, check out Honey. You know how coffee usually hypes people up? I, I feel like the person you're talking about is, is one of the definitions of hype in the in the modern day rock. You know, Alec, so, all right. So before we begin this podcast, I do want to say that I will be saying some controversial things towards the end. So if you like a little controversy, stick around. Alec, I mean, you know, I absolutely love Ronnie Radke because he Adores just- Adores Ronnie he, Radke. I do. I am- Honestly, I'm a little in love with him because he just, well, all right, all right, all right. He, he's just so like angry, but I, it's not like he's angry. He's just, he's honest. You know, he reminds me so much of Eminem when he was Slim Shady and no, I'm not dogging either artist because I love both artists. It's actually just a known fact that when I'm drinking, I can sing any Slim Shady song. And that's when people know it's time for me to stop drinking. Yeah, I feel like when you start singing a rap song, that's probably when you need to stop drinking. <laughs> Actually, my best friend Josie of like 14, almost 15 years, as soon as soon as I'm like, because I'm slim shady, yes, I'm the real shady. She just looks at me and she's like, no more. You're done. You're done. You're done. I'll have to keep that, I'll have to keep that in mind when you and I go out partying one of these days. Ooh, definitely keep it in mind in L.A. because I don't know how I'm going to act a fool in L.A. Oh, no, 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 no. These clubs are going to fuck you up. That's for sure. Both oh, of us, perfect. actually. So people, you know, like people see Ronnie as this huge asshole. And I just see him as this dude that did what he had to do, you know, but he didn't really lose friends along the way. I think that people got mad at themselves for hurting him, which then he told them to their faces what they did to him and they didn't like it, you know? Like how many of us have finally stood up to a narcissist or a bully and they made you feel guilty for it i think ronnie was like all right this is enough and people just didn't like it that reminds me of slim shady too because all that shit he was getting on social media he didn't take any of it he just threw it right back oh absolutely i mean look at him between him and machine gun kelly you know like there were so many people that were trying to throw shade on slim shady and shady was like bro bro well, it's not just that, but if you look at interviews on that actual on that actual controversy, the entire thing was like a total joke to Eminem. He was like, I wrote this in 10 minutes while I was taking a shit. Like, honestly, like I didn't put any effort into this. He literally said that on, one of, on an Shady. interview. You have he to said love that, Marshall Mathers. He said that on an interview and I was like, this is why I will 100% always forevermore be a hardcore Eminem fan. I grew up with this guy and he has never changed. Hey, uh, what does Eminem do in the shower? Marshall Lathers. <laughs> Moving on. No, but I mean, like, did you know that Eminem has a remake of a Metallica song coming out? Um, no. Yeah, it's no. called what? um, yeah, it's called Nothing Else Mathers. Alec, 
is so mad at me right now. He's so- You are so lucky you're in another state. I'm just going to say this right now. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. I'm sorry. I, I'm a mom. I come with mom jokes. And unfortunately, that's You better be them. looking out for a future tweet because I'm coming right at you. I'm, I'm adding Oof. you. You better. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I am so ready for it. All right. So oh, I'm going to I'm going to get to Ronnie's birthplace and stuff. OK, so Ronnie was born in Las Vegas, Nevada on December 15th, 1983. And I think that makes him a Sagittarius. I'm not good with all of the astrology stuff, but yeah, he's an American singer, songwriter, rapper, musician, record producer and convicted felon. Which is where everyone likes to talk shit. Everyone likes to bring up his past, right? But well, everyone has a past. I mean, like if you look at some of the like most successful like singers and just bands, like a lot of them have a past. Exactly. So Ro- Ronnie, he's current. Ronnie is currently the lead singer of Falling in Reverse and the former lead singer of Escape the Fate. He's one of three children born to Russell Radke, the others being his brothers, Anthony James Radke, who unfortunately died in a car accident in 2013. And he even wrote the song Brother dedicated to Anthony. And then he has his other brother, who is Matthew Radke. Not a lot is known about Radke's mom other than she abused drugs heavily and was absent from his childhood, which he even said himself caused him to have a general lack of respect towards women as an adult. Although he did later forgive her when he posted a picture of her on Instagram after a falling in reverse show in 2014. Believe it or not, but Radke's part Blackfoot Indian and Portuguese. I actually believe that. Yeah. And his musical talents go everywhere from piano, guitar, bass. I mean, this dude pretty much plays and can play everything. Radke learned to play piano and guitar in his first bands, and he began by playing Blink-182 songs on guitar. The first song he could play was Damn It. By Blink 182, and he actually formed several bands while he was in high school. What's your favorite Blink 182 song? Don't ask me to pick. This is like me trying to pick like my favorite Five Finger Death Punch song, or my favorite like Fong in Reverse song, or my favorite. You can't like take something that's like perfect and be like, oh, but this is the most perfect. Like you can't do that. I don't know. I think that um, I think my favorite song by them is probably Stay Together for the Kids. I think that song is, or maybe Adam, Adam's song. That's, um, that song really hits. But Radke ran away from home to play in his first band with his friend Mitch called 3.0, which according to Radke sounded exactly like Blink-182. And he actually lived with his friend Mitch and, and Mitch's mom for a long time. They played a few shows at various venues, such as Chain Reaction and The Hunt Ridge in Las Vegas. And after the band, Radke, Radke moved back in with his dad he re-entered school and dropped out again. He stated in an alternative press interview that I just couldn't, for some reason, pay attention. I just daydreamed about everything else, but what I was supposed to do. Radke stated that the band, that the second band that he was in was called Lefty, where Radke met Max Green from the band Almost Heroes at a talent show. Radke's microphone fell and Max picked it up for him while they were on stage and they became, they became really great friends forming the band True Story, which recorded a demo containing the track, This Is Not The End. Radke, that's kind of like when Radke started screaming in in bands um, after being inspired by Thrice, then started to sing, slowly forming Escape the Fate. Mm. 
Yeah. So in high school, Radke and Max Green were super close friends. And in 2004, Brian Money, looking for a vocalist, contacted Max, who referred him to, to Ronnie. Brian agreed and began auditions for a drummer. Robert Ortiz was selected and Escape the Fate was formed. A few weeks later, Omar Espinoza, who at the time was the guitarist for Love Hate Hero, joined as a rhythm guitarist. The band began to play in the post-hardcore scene in Las Vegas. During that time, Carson Allen joined as a keyboardist. The band recorded the demo Escape the Fate EP. They signed in early 2006 with Epitaph Records after winning a radio contest judged by none other than My Chemical Romance. Oh, My Chem, man, they've been they've been making changes there. I'm so glad that they're back together. Yeah. So in May 2006, recording for the EP There's No Sympathy for the Dead began, as well as some songs from their debut al album Dying Is Your Latest Fashion. Both were produced by Radke's friend Michael Elvis Basket. On the album, Listen Up was written by Radke in 1998 and didn't get recorded until 2006. So as well as besides the issues and the worst time, in 2001, Radke with his friend producer Michael Elvis Basket recorded the songs Listen Up, The Worst Time, and The Departure. And both recorded instruments together and also composed the themes for As You're Falling Down, Makeup, and Not Good Enough for Truth and Cliche, recorded in 2005 along with Escape the Fate. I mean, a lot of people have so much to say negatively about Radke after being asked to leave Escape the Fate. Unfortunately, Radke does have a past. Like you said, Alec, he has a past, right? And he recently has taken it to TikTok to talk about things that happened. And I'm going to play it in his own words. You ready? Hell yeah. And it's so funny, too, because I remember I called Alec and I was like, Alec, Ronnie Radke just said this. And I downloaded the video because Ronnie Radke has a affliction for posting something kind of controversial and then he'll take it down which you know or he'll say something and then he'll take it down so it's kind mm -hmm. of like he has these like inner wars with himself sometimes a lot of good bands have inner wars with themselves i mean just think about like all the songs that lincoln park released i know or, or bring me the horizon or avenge sevenfold or yeah the Pierce list the goes Veil. on the list just goes on and on. All right, so here's that video. This guy named Lord Spicy, let me, I'm only doing this one time. None of this is accurate. I used to love falling in reverse, but, you know, saying he's changing, whatever the fuck this guy's saying, Lord Spicy, saying that I got accused of rape. You're acting like I fucking actually raped somebody, saying that I murdered somebody and went to prison for only two years. You actually think that I murdered somebody and went to prison for only two years, bro? Do you hear yourself? You're doing this for views. You guys are the pieces of shit that are doing this for views. None of this shit is accurate. I didn't go to prison for two years for murder. I didn't go to prison for murder. I went to a fight. I went to fight somebody. And they had a gun. And they pulled the fucking gun out and shot at me. So my friend shot them and fucking killed them. Okay? That's what happened. My friend got self-defense. My friend didn't commit suicide. My friend's still alive. My friend got self-defense. Nobody got arrested. I'm the only one that got a charge months later for having brass knuckles on me. I pleaded from two felonies to one felony. Two felonies being possession of a dangerous weapon, concealing a dangerous weapon, to one felony. Battery, which never happened. I never hit anybody. I just pled to one felony that's what happens when you don't want to go to trial 
the DA gives you a lesser a charge, one felony instead of two, so I don't have to spend longer in prison. Okay, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have showed up with brass knuckles to a fight, but I didn't murder anybody. I threw some mic stands into the crowd. Okay, I injured somebody. Stupid, right? Yeah, she got a cut. She got some stitches. She's not mad. She got eight hundred thousand dollars for it. She's she's not mad, guys. You you guys are mad, and she's not. <laughs> Seriously, like it, it's it's gotten to a point to where like anything goes. It's a wild west on here. You guys are fucking stupid. So he goes, you know, and I'm so glad that he broke down so much of that because it's in his own words. You know, it's not speculation. It's not, oh, this is what was said. No, it's, he broke it down and he said it in his own words. It's just kind of crazy because that sounds exactly like something Marshall Matters would do. I'm telling you, after the rape allegation, he went ahead and he, you know, like he re-sued for defamation, you know? So on June 10th, 2015, it was reported that Radke had been publicly accused of sexual assault by 25-year-old Caitlin Casey Boswell of Salt Lake City, Utah. Boswell alleged that Radke, with his bus driver present, had sexually assaulted her after falling in reverses performance at Murray Theater on June 3rd, 2015. Although it was determined that Radke had contact with Boswell, police found absolutely no evidence that Radke or his entourage had assaulted Boswell, as she'd claimed they did. An eyewitness reported that she was visibly intoxicated upon exiting Radke's vehicle. Radke then subsequently filed a lawsuit against Boswell for defamation. So I know, I'm telling you. So going back to Escape the Fate, okay? He was replaced with former, after his arrest, he was replaced with former Bless the Fall singer Craig Mabbitt. And during Radke's incarceration, a feud grew between Radke and Mabbitt escaped the fate and kept insulting Radke during live performances and Radke responded with vulgar posts on social media. When Mabbitt began dating Radke's ex-girlfriend, dude, this guy just wanted to be Radke so bad. So Mabbitt began dating Radke's ex-girlfriend who had started an earlier Escape the Fate music video. Radke asked Mabbitt, how does my dick taste on MySpace? MySpace. MySpace. Ugh. Ugh. So in response to a heckler during an Escape the Fate show at 2009's Warp Tour, Mabbitt yelled, you miss the old singer? He's locked up in Nevada. Go suck his fucking cock. Yeah, that's how he responded. Um, well, what would this guy get, like, five views? Because there's, like, what, 12 people total still in MySpace? No. Didn't you hear Radke? He said two years. He got two years for bringing brass knuckles to a fight. No, I'm talking about the the post this guy made in myspace oh i mean geez that was so i mean myspace wow hashtag throwback oh my gosh i know right so in 2014 thankfully you know after um they were able to to kind of stop bumping heads Escape the Fate and Falling in Reverse co-headlined the Bury the Hatchet tour, signifying an end to all of the hostilities. Mm. And while serving his sentence at High Desert State Prison, Radke wrote the first material for his upcoming band, which he described as Norma Jean or Under Oath with Katy Perry choruses. With the help of Nason Schofler, Radke formed Falling in Reverse, originally named From Behind These Walls, signifying the time he had spent behind bars. Upon his release from prison in December 2010, Radke announced his return to recording. Falling in Reverse released their first single, Raised by Wolves, in 2010, followed by the album The Drug in Me is You, 
which was released on July 26, 2011 through Epitaph Records. And that's actually one of my favorite albums. Well, actually, all of their albums are my favorite albums. And Alec, me and you actually did a deep dive a couple months ago and listened to every single album. I feel like we should make that an episode where we actually do it. We actually do that deep dive and actually talk about it because you and I find a lot of interesting stuff between the lyrics and between the lines and in the melodies. You find a lot of interesting things. And we laugh a lot when we're like, yo, this dude was angry. Like any any artist, not just not just Ronnie Radke, but any artist. We're like, yo, this dude was mad. You can tell, too, because it's in his fucking voice. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. I mean, Falling in Reverse's first two albums reached the top 20 in the United States. And all four have been charted in the top 40. The band's most recent single, Popular Monster, which was released in 2019, became a number one hit on Billboard's mainstream rock chart in 2020, their first chart topper. But unfortunately, Falling in Reverse had to cancel their episode four tour in 2019 when their guitarist, Jarek Jones's fiance, Christina, uh, I don't know if it's Cedar or Keita, well, her health was declining due to cancer. And unfortunately, passed away in November of 2019 and I actually had tickets to that that show and was super depressed when I found this out online me and Josie were supposed to go we were super excited I had bought merch just to go and then it was canceled and after the death of Christina in November in April of 2020 the band announced Derek's death soon after um I was trying to you know I as you know, I dug as deep as I could, but the cause of death is still currently unknown. The band definitely does not want to release the cause of death. And I mean, there's speculations, but, you know, we just will never know until one of them decides to talk. Mm, this is true. And as everyone knows, the band is sober, you know, Ronnie had to go sober, be sober there. I mean, the whole wow. band is sober. I remember a couple of years ago, he actually kicked off a couple of bands that were on tour with him when he caught them, I think it was like smoking weed or I don't remember, but he definitely was like, no, I don't, I don't want them on my tour because they're doing drugs. And I mean, that is a little like, I don't think marijuana is, is a hard drug, but I do understand it. Like if you're trying to live the sober life, you want those around you to be sober as well. You know? So, so Ronnie Radke pulled a full on Vince Neil, huh? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he was really, really into drugs. Um, I don't know which ones. I know that a couple of times when he went to jail, one of his charges were for one of the harder, harsher drugs. I mean, he's been clean since his release and he's done, he's done an amazing job. And right now, I mean, like Zombified, which was released just earlier this year, is already number one on the charts as well. And they're on their live from the Unknown tour. You and I freaked out when we saw, when we heard Zombified. I know you and I, you know, like I said earlier, you and I love to dissect songs. And this is a song you and I went on Instagram live and we listened to it together. Yeah. And I, I want to keep doing the Instagram live. So if you guys do want a little bit of behind the scenes and new releases and what we're doing outside of the episodes, please, please, please join and you'll get a little bit of a sneak peek. Yeah. And if you guys haven't heard the song yet, the lyrics are as follows. Since we can't play the song or we'll get capped, I'm going to say the lyrics, try not really, my hardest not to sing them, but I'm going to say the lyrics really fast. And it goes, zombified. The monsters aren't living under your bed because they are the voices in your head. Zombified by the lies they've said, we've become the walking dead because everybody's talking bitch. Oh, they'll never let go of something you said 10 years ago. They're canceling, canceling you. And they won't stop till everybody's zombified. 
They're pumping us with lies like it's formaldehyde. We're dead inside. And when it stops, we'll never know. We're hypnotized. And they won't stop till you're zombified. So you better shut your mouth and bite your tongue because you don't want to piss off anyone. We're traumatized by the damage done. Welcome to America. Honestly, you, after we played these lyrics on Instagram Live, you kind of went off about this whole cancel culture and how shit it is. Oh, and no, I, I went love... on a whole tangent about how everyone is so afraid of being themselves. Oh my gosh, it's 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 ridiculous. I was talking to a friend of mine over for FaceTime earlier today, and she read me a meme that it was like, America, be yourself. Also America. No, not like that. Oh, dude, dude. Everyone is so afraid these days of being themselves. And this is a controversial part of the episode. So if you don't want to listen, go ahead and stop here. But I'm going to keep going. Everyone is so afraid of being themselves and saying what they want because they're so afraid of saying the wrong thing. And what is so stupid is that people say one wrong thing in a 20, 30 year career and they get canceled. People are out there working hard to dig up things from the past. You know, they get this person gets dropped off the TV series or nobody will wants to work with them. It's a whole Amber Heard and Johnny Depp situation, you know? I mean, Johnny Depp was dropped for playing Broomwald on J.K. Rowling's Fantastic Beasts, but Amber Heard can assume her role on Aquaman? Fuck that. I am so team Johnny Depp. Yeah, you told me a little bit about... No, I was just talking to the same person this morning about this. Exactly, and unfortunately... And the thing about that is, is when you look at what actually happened, Johnny Depp didn't do anything. And he was the one that got in all the trouble for it. Well, that's the thing is that, so um, James uh, James Franco is actually going to speak as a witness for Amber Heard, but you can't really believe anything James Franco is going to be saying right now because there's sexual allegations against him. Not only that, but there's rumors around that James and Amber were actually fucking. And then there was this um, guy, oh God, I can't remember the name of this this investigator but he spoke to over 50 people that johnny depp had worked with in the past and nobody had anything bad to say about him you know or everyone was like no he's the nicest person ever he's the nicest person ever and unfortunately everything is controversial right like there are so many fucking double standards in the society that we live in everyone has to be politically correct everyone has pronouns everyone is so worried about the wrong things there are an estimated 17 million children struggling with hunger in America, and that's 6 million more than before the pandemic. 7.3 families are living in poverty, living paycheck to paycheck. 975 men are wrongly convicted and serving life sentences per year. But, you know, fuck that. You can be canceled for saying the R word in the 80s or wearing a vintage shirt from some racist designer or whatever, you know, from like way back then. Now, should racism exist? No, it's disgusting. It should have never existed. We're in the future and people still have backwards ass thinking, you know? We can cancel celebrities, but we can't feed the children. Inflation keeps going up and people think that because minimum wage has increased that it's okay, but it's not. Did you know that? Inflation has taken away all the wage gains for employees. Real average hourly earnings when accounting for inflation actually decreased by 0.5% for the month. So an apparent solid paycheck increase actually turned into a decrease and another setback for workers still struggling to shake off the effects of the pandemic. People are having to have roommates and still work two jobs just to make ends meet. 
we get a loan to go to school and then get a job to pay off those loans that increase before you even graduate. But as a collective, we can say a person should no longer appear on film because they hurt our feelings. But what's so ridiculous is the fact that people are also getting in trouble for something they said 10, 20, 30 even years ago. And Exactly. Back, okay, so it's going to sound fucked up, but back in the day when saying things like that was essentially, it was okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it's okay now. Now we know better. But back then, that was just something that you said, you know? Yeah, it's, it's honestly ridiculous, the fact that we have to live in a society that is okay with the standard that they put up now. Dude, an estimated 1.9 million women and 3.2 million men are physically assaulted annually in the United States. One in every 25 little boys are sexually assaulted before the age of 18. But we can't talk about those numbers, can we? But yet someone said something bad in the 80s and now they're a bad person. Oh, I get so heated when it comes to this stuff. So heated. And you know that too. Like, you know exactly how I feel about certain things. But my point to all this is that Ronnie actually said something, something similar in an interview with Livewire about the song Zombified. He said, and I quote, I guess that's the very thing that inspired it. Whenever I'm doing interviews or anything nowadays, I worry if I say the wrong thing. And it's very minimal things. It's like, well, if I say this, this person might get upset, the singer said. I feel like everybody feels that way now, he continued. Most people that are in any sort of public eye or doing anything that works for a big company, they have to constantly worry if they're saying the right thing or if something they said fucking literally 10 years ago when it was okay to say it is going to be not okay to say it now. And your whole life is over. You're fired. Your career is over. You said something 20 years ago that was okay, but now it's not. And you're done. You're a piece of shit. Radke will... Go ahead. Well, just to, let's go. Let's go back to Motley Crue. Let's go back to the last episode, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that what would people do now if they released their "Shout at the Devil" album? Nothing. Well, well, they they gained so much controversy back then because they they mentioned the devil in their album name. Yeah, but now I mean, like Satanism and all of that. Now it's seen as an you know it's an actual religion. Like people, I mean, yeah, there are still people that pick it satanist churches and this and that but at the same time like we're more understanding and we're more i mean we actually read now and we well that's a lie i guess we end up forming opinions on what people are saying instead of us doing research and reading and figuring things out for ourselves you know Mm -hmm. we essentially just repeat whatever anyone what what you heard someone else say Bradkey believes the problem is that people aren't given the chance to grow, just like you said, and that while sometimes being scrutinized can be helpful, if you actually did do or say something wrong, other times it just seems ridiculous. It is unfortunate that with all the information that we have on our phones, basically at our fingertips, it's made us stupider. I'm telling you. I mean, Ronnie Radke, the, the end of this interview with Livewire, he said, I'll never apologize because something I said 10 years ago was literally okay then, he affirmed. If I said something in the 90s, that's not okay now. Okay, that's 20 years ago, Ronnie. But he said, if I said something in the 90s, that's not okay now. It's unacceptable. Come on. It doesn't make me a bad person. What would make me a bad person is if I continued, even knowing it's not right. There's just a fine line you got to walk. It just feels like you have to walk on eggshells. It's hard to be any type of celebrity nowadays, end quote. That's a hell of a quote. 
I'm telling you, I mean, you see influencers, you know, getting, uh, getting canceled. You see podcasters getting canceled. I mean, have you seen the, I don't, I know that you don't get on TikTok a lot, but have you seen the fresh and fit podcast, the shit that they say against women? Maybe. It is some of the grossest things that, I mean, I've listened to podcasts where men will talk about how on a fat girl, the, the least important part of her, the lower half of her body and how pretty much the only thing that she's good for is blowjobs and stuff, you know? And then there's this other, the fresh and fit podcast where these guys will say that, you know, like, oh, well, if I have a wife and if she doesn't get back in the gym after giving birth to our kids, I mean, that's gross, man. You know, like essentially just being fucking assholes. And it's not just against women. It's, it's these people that it's these men that say I as a high value man, and then they have everything negative to say about a woman, including having a used vagina. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I got nothing to say about these guys. There's no defense. There's no excuse for them. This is the way that they think. And a lot of it is misogyny, you know, and I've actually been told once or twice that I'm an internal misogynist. And I'm like, mm, there's no way because I love women. Like, I wish I had more female friends, you know, but in the past, the way that I've been done is that I've been pretty hurt by both men and women. And I don't, I don't seek out friendships anymore. You know, like I don't go out there and I don't look for friendship. If it happens, it happens. But friendship nowadays, it's more like, oh, this is my acquaintance. Damn, that that's, 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 <laughs> you're dropping some bombs on us here today, Ruby. I'm, I'm telling you guys, I'm, and I said it at the beginning of the episode, there's going to be a little controversy here. And a lot of that, a lot of the times is speaking truth. You know what I mean? Because you can't, you can't always hold back. I mean, I've been hurt. I've been deprived. I've been rejected. I've been so many, th- a lot of it has been because I have Asperger's, which is on the uh, autism spectrum. Right. And so people will scream at me and they'll shout at me and I'll literally, I'll shut down and I'll just stare at them. And in my head, I'm literally like, going all kinds of crazy right and as soon as I mean if they know that I'm autistic and they treat me really shitty or they yell at me or they give me more anxiety than they give me peace I'm shutting that shit down I am I'm 28 years old there is no reason for me to be feeling bad in a friendship or a relationship I'm I can't live the rest of my life walking on eggshells around certain people just because it might set them off like what happens when they set me off am I going to be the bad person and that's what I'm telling you is like how people probably saw Ronnie Radke, you know, they thought, oh, you know, they probably treated him so shitty. And then he was like, yo, dude, yo, that's not okay. And they were like, what? How dare you make me feel bad about the things that I did to you? And, and I'm telling you right now, it will happen if you don't put a stop to it when you are young and you let people treat you the, however they want to treat you without you setting up your own boundaries People will treat you however they want to treat you with no regards to your feelings. And then when you decide to stand up to them, they will make you feel like the most, the most shittiest piece of shit, lower than shit, lower than scum, right? Because they can't stand that you either shoved it in their their face, how they treated you, or they can't stand you treating them the way they treated you. What happened to morality? I mean, I have them. My podcast is called A Slot with Morals. Yeah, I can't argue against that. 
it's just a bunch of bullshit. You know, we're walking around every day. Essentially, we're walking around eggshells. And I think that this is a huge reason why people don't like to talk to other people anymore. You know, we don't like to talk to strangers. We don't like to be invited to other people's houses. I have people that I won't drink around because when they're drunk, it is a totally and completely different person, you know, and, and that's totally different. I understand that. But there are times when it's like, I don't want to hang out with the angry drunk tonight, or I don't want to hang out with the depressed drunk. Like I want to go out and want to have a good time. And these people are not it for me. Wow. You have to learn to say no. You have to learn to set your own boundaries. And when people disrespect you and they disrespect your boundaries or they cross those, those, those boundaries with no regards as to how it's going to make you feel, put a stop to it. Immediately stop it. Immediately say, no, you're done. You're done. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I'm on this uh, toxic Reddit and it's abusive relationships and toxic relationships and and even friendships or parents, believe it or not, because parents can be equally as toxic as your own lover. You know what I mean? Your parents can be can be the reason. I mean, it's a generational thing that you have to break. You have to be the one that's like, not here, man. It stops with me. I'm not going to push this venom on my kids. It stops here. Good for you, too. You know all of my drama that happened last year with with certain bands and certain people. And I remember your mom was the one that told me, you got to choose yourself, kiddo. She was like, you have to just stop it. And right. like, I knew that I did, but your mom was like the stone that's like, she set the stone in place. And I'm so grateful for your mom. Like, I love her. <laughs> yeah. She gives, she gives some of the best advice. She really does, especially about that stuff. Cause she's had to deal with it herself and she, she's bigger than it. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, save that shit for the birds, man. You know, that drama shit, like, I'm not in my 20s. I mean, I'm not in my early 20s. I'm not in high school. Like, I don't have the strength or the energy to be pushed around, to be let down, to be to be made to feel bad, you know, or and people will always and and I and I love this saying and I hate the saying, but you are always the villain in someone else's story. And you could be the best person to them. And then the one day that you snap, that's the day that you are the villain. Shout out to the band Villain in the Story. I feel like they're getting on to something. Mm, I don't know, Alec. All I know is I'm taking my kid to see Falling in Reverse on January 30th. And this is going to be her very first concert. Falling in I Reverse. Know. Falling in Reverse is headlining, of course, with Wage War and Hawthorne Heights and some other TikTok sensation. And all I know is she's going to have a fucking blast. And so am I. You know, I've been dying to see Falling in Reverse since 2010. And I'm finally going to get to. I get to take them off my bucket list. I said, is her favorite song going to be something else other than that's fucking Emmy. nightmare? That's Emmy. She's four. Oh, see, I uh, see. I got the little mix up. Okay. I yeah, gotcha. no. Ava is the one I'm taking my oldest and it's, it's just going to be a blast. Like me and you were actually talking about though, when we were young fest and apparently they split it into two days now, but tickets are like $700 now. Oh my gosh. I don't, I'd rather see these bands on tour than I would spend $750 on two days. It's no, I'm good. Like if you have the money, go for it. But I'm definitely, I'm staying my ass home. Yeah. Plus that's a big, it's, it's, it's probably going to be a big, big COVID hotspot too. I know someone was like, I saw this meme the other day that was like, it was the, when we were dumb fest. And then there was another meme that said, 
it's called the emocron like instead of omicron like the new variant is going to be called emocron and i died laughing oh yeah no i can believe you that's 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 your kind of humor yeah that's the mom jokes the mo- i'm an elder i'm considered an elder emo and so it feels weird that you're called an elder emo when i'm like what four years younger than you well, I guess it's because that's when like all of the emo music was really coming out. I mean, emo music. Okay. So what grade was I in? 2004? No, I was in sixth grade. It was like 2003, 2004. And my brother was the one that got me into Bowling for Soup, believe it or not, because um, remember how I told you he'd pick me up from school and we'd like go riding around and stuff. And so it started with Bowling for Soup and then Blink-182, loved Blink-182 since I was a kid. I mean, you got to think about these, all of these bands, My Chemical Romance, Hawthorne Heights, Under Oath, all of them kind of came out at the same time. So that was now my music, right? And we're called Elder Emos because it's like now all of these teenagers are starting to copy our scene look and our hair the way we did it back then, our bangs. And it's just so funny because we're the ones that started that trend. And I see TikToks and stuff of kids that are like teenagers that are like, oh my God, if you look like this when you were in high school, and then it'll show a picture of like us elder emos. And they were like, we're so jealous of you. It's like, okay, dude, but we got bullied a lot. We got bullied. Yeah, for- we got, we got bullied. So you didn't have to, you're welcome. Exactly. We got bullied for dressing that way, for always wearing black, for being misfits for, and, and that's the whole thing about the rock community. It is a beautiful, beautiful community of nothing but misfits and loser kids and geeks and freaks. And it's so funny because like when we're all together, we just accept each other. Every single time that I go to a concert, every single time that I go to a show, it is the most beautiful thing because I meet people that I never would have met in a lifetime that I've actually stayed in touch with where it's like, holy shit, like these are my people, you know, it's the most amazing, beautiful thing ever. And if you guys fit into those categories, I uh, just want to say this right now. We're family. This this is your podcast. Every Mm -hmm. single one of those things. We talk about every single one of those things. And if you rock with us, welcome to Rockaholics. If you wear the the dark nails and the probably a little too much eyeliner and the bangs and all of that, guys we're family like don't know who you are don't know where you're from doesn't fucking matter but we are family we love you guys and we thank you so much for listening alec anything else you want to add no i i appreciate you ruby for your all your enthusiasm and for everything <laughs> you have to offer thank you alec so you guys do us if you like this podcast do us a really huge favor please push that follow button and the little bell so that you're notified when we put out new episodes. Not just that, do us a favor and rate the podcast so that other people can listen and it helps us with future sponsorships as well. And the more sponsorships we have, the better equipment we can buy and we might be able to tour near you guys. Not just that, but we'll have money to actually have rock stars on the show. You know, we'll have money to be able to travel down to them together hopefully, right, Alec, we'll be able to interview them together for you guys. And don't worry, I will fangirl for all of you. That's a shout out to all you bands that we're interviewing in the future. So that was a fair warning. (laughs) That's a fair, I'm going to fangirl. Like it or not, it's going to happen, you guys. It's going to happen. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this, this episode where we talk strictly about 
the lead singer of Falling on Your Verse. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know a lot of this before you said all of it. Hey, you know, I've been, people are always like, why do you like him? He beat a girl. Why do you like him? He went to jail for murder. And I was like, no, he didn't. Did I ever defend Ronnie Radke? Yeah, a lot. And then people are always like, oh, he was only good in Escape the Fate. Okay, well, if he was only good in Escape the Fate, why have all of his albums hit the top 40? And why are his last two singles charted number one? Zombified has been number one for the last three weeks since its release. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't that crazy too? Oh man, it's good. This guy's this guy's just full of talent, Danny. All right. Thanks so much, you guys, for listening to another episode of Rockaholics. I'm your host, Ruby May. And I'm your other host, Alec. And this was Rockaholics. So next time, guys, remember, rock on. Rock on. on.